0: Today's guest has a lot of experience that a lot of people wish they had. They work in one of the most popular cities in the U.S. known for how special it is to live and work there. They have a history of solid impact in the radio business in this city. That impact is now spreading and for good reason, promotion. Today's guest uh, has worked on some really amazing festivals and we get to hear about those experiences too of course we talk about passion for radio marketing volunteering both pr and in their current role in a very large broadcast company in the u.s today this sounds exactly like the kind of person that we like to talk to on our podcast welcome to the encouragers the radio rally podcast on apple audible spotify or almost anywhere you get your podcast you can always also find any episode you want individually on, at rainmakerpathway.com our goal remains to encourage radio pros at all levels if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you know that we have a fresh weekly episode featuring a radio pro active in our business each Sunday. This isn't about the past. It's not about talking about what radio used to be. We're all about discovering what's working today right now. To enjoy our podcast, you only have to be interested in others. Be open to encouragement, advice, connections, tools to get ahead. And ways to make your radio career more profitable and successful. Each week, we have an opportunity for you and I to see a snapshot of an individual in our business. Look, it allows us to see radio from a different perspective, a different career arc than maybe yours or mine, and hear how they are embracing radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. Everyone knows that every programming consultant in our business look they focus on music talent coaching marketing and other programming elements that improve local radio brands except one consultant one consultant one exception works on music talent coaching marketing and those programming elements known to improve local radio brands but we also help local radio owners and managers leverage those improvements for more sales, bigger revenue growth. In addition to on-air talent coaching, we also help local owners and managers with talent that they really worry about, their sales team. Even our name means Pathway to Money, Rainmaker Pathway, Consulting Works. When we go to work with local clients in radio and they follow our collaborative process, their revenue and profit margin rises, ideas are the new technology. Where do your ideas come from? Do you have enough ideas to intrigue new clients that you really want? Are your local radio stations really programmed, updated, and positioned to collect the most revenue in your local radio market today? You need better sales recruitment strategy. We can help you. Schedule a meetup right now by email. First consultation is free and confidential, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. Look, we're just about a minute away from welcoming Momo Vimaretti. She's the regional marketing director of Odyssey in Austin, Texas a big thank you to joe kelly for producing the encouragers the radio rally podcast thanks to justjoeproductions.com they create our audio footprint and distribute our podcast listen see what you can get what your sales manager your individual sellers programmers and personalities can get for free from our website regularly with our free blog section it's all about encouragement where you will find almost one thousand articles of encouragement for people in the radio business, and more coming each week, including our Encouraging Sales Success Series and our More Than Live and Local Series. Now, let's turn toward our guest. Momo, welcome to The Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast. How are you?
1: Hi, Lloyd. I am great. Thank you for having me. Fresh off a seven-day Caribbean cruise, so no complaints here.
0: You know, I just don't. I don't know what the right music is. I was going to hum like, da, 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 you know, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Some, you know, but I'm sure that you had a great time. Now, uh, do you mind if I just ask you first about the name Momo?
1: Yeah, go for it. Um, Like where it came from? Are you wondering? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, look, because of what you do, I think momentum, Momo, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess that works. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Um, To be completely honest with you, when I was a little kid, my best friend and I were on the playground and we came up with little nicknames for ourselves. And I wanted to be Mimi and she was going to be Momo, but she fought me and she wanted to be Mimi. Well, guess what? Her nickname did not stick, but mine did. So here I am as Momo, which is a little bit easier to say than Money Mala, which is my first name. So oh, the m M&M, and right? my first name translates to the M&M in Momo, and it's just been Momo ever since.
0: I love it. You do so many things with Momo, including momentum, by the way. Listen, <laughs> we always like to start with what I call the before radio question, or can you tell us your first memory of radio as a listener before you worked in our business?
1: yeah absolutely i have obviously grown up listening to radio been a big fan uh before i started working in the industry and that's kind of what drove me to work in the industry i mean we'll go into more of that Whenever we talk mm-hmm. about, you know, everything that I do promotionally. Um, but when I was a little kid, I would tune in and listen to all of the stations and listen to all of the personalities. And of course, when I was really young, I would listen to Kid Craddock. He was fantastic, somebody that I tuned into every single morning.
0: So brilliant, that guy. So brilliant. And really I had was. a lot, I had a lot of contact with him. And I can just tell you, not only was he brilliant, he was a really sweet soul too. So it's really great to see. It's great to see that that, that legacy continues on, you know, because he was such a special person. Listen, you attended and earned a BA in communications at the university of Texas at San Antonio. Uh, what was your goal when you started college and what is something that you learned in college that, that has been a lifelong value so far to you?
1: So, yes, I did go to UTSA Go Runners. Um, So I started college. Uh, Those of you who don't know, I am Indian, Indian American, like from India (laughs) in Asia. Mm -hmm. So I went to college, of course, trying to be a doctor. I was on the path to having biology as my major and becoming a pediatrician. And then I realized this is not for me and my love of music took over and I knew that I wanted to work in the industry, whether it be in a radio or for a label or what have you. So I decided to go ahead and switch that over to communication, something that is easy to go into several pathways and they taught me a lot of great things. But the number one thing I feel like I took away from college is making sure that everything that you do is about something that you love, for example, One year we had to write a thesis on just some problems, doesn't matter what problems, of course, race relations, um, things like that were topics that most people picked. And I decided to run a focus group on my friends (laughs) and see how being in a fandom, you know, being a fan of a musician, but, you know, hardcore affects their life if it's positively or negatively. And I wrote a whole paper on it. It was 16 pages, and my professor was ecstatic. She was so happy that I picked a category that was so different. And that just, you know taught me that you have to, you know, go into things you're passionate about, thus, you know, the career, and also, you know, just roll with it. You have to pick something that you really want to do and love to do, and it'll be fun. It won't feel like work.
0: Love how you said that and your passion lead with your passion. And what's interesting about that answer that you just gave us is it leads us to something that I wanted to know since I first got to see anything about you, which is maybe before radio, right? You went to work for Capital City Records as an intern focused on helping in media and public relations. Did that help you to gravitate to radio or did you have a passion for PR and media in general?
1: So whenever I had my internship at uh, Capital City Records, which is a small record label, local to Austin, um, I went in knowing that I wanted to be in the industry. You know, what's funny (laughs) is I actually tried to get an internship at a place that I started working at a couple of years after this uh, internship, but uh, they would not let me intern because I was in San Antonio and they were in Austin at the time. And I said, you know, I'll make that hour and a half drive three times a week, it's okay. And they were like, no ma'am, you won't. <laughs> so I was really lucky to also be able to intern over at Capital City Records, learned a lot about the local scene. And that was really where I, um kind of decided that radio was more my thing so the pr and the social media that i did for capital city was fun and all but at that point i knew that radio was the goal
0: it's so interesting uh, i spent a good amount of time in texas a lot of people don't know that about me so i know about austin i know how special austin is i know how unusual it can be too. It's really become a captivating city. You must, it, most people, they get it caught up because they go there to college, right? If they're young, but here you came through another venue, but you must've said, God, I got to stay here. Right?
1: Yeah. So actually um, I grew up in Austin. Um, oh. basically since basically I was three and I was here until middle school ish. And then Mm -hmm. lived in San Antonio for a decade, did middle school, high school and college. And that's why I was so like hell bent on coming back to Austin and doing my internship in Austin, because I knew from the moment that I moved to San Antonio that I wanted to come back to Austin. Um, But yeah, exactly. As soon as I was able to um, go through that internship, we moved right back to Austin and have stayed here ever since. Love this thing.
0: I can see you now stomping your feet with your parents going this is wrong. No. I belong in Austin.
1: Exactly. I was like, don't take me away from this city. I did force them to drive me back and forth to see my friend um, a couple times a month while we were there.
0: Well, it sounds like your parents are very nice, too. So, <laughs> listen, you were also an assistant director. And if I, I got this right, I try to look this up. I'm not sure that I got this right. <laughs> Hands off the wild in Austin. I would like to know, Did that lead you to Waterloo Media?
1: So that was a, let's see, what was it? It was a fundraiser concert that happened Mm -hmm. back in 2016, I believe. And that was a very wonderful event. Um, A good friend of mine brought bands in from multiple places around the U.S. and she sold tickets to that to raise money for elephants and rhinos. Um, and to stop the ivory trade, um, it was, you know, to encourage people to just be more conscious, uh, about that cause. And yeah, that was actually where the PR was not as social media-y in a sense. Um, that really led me to love event planning and that did lead me to the job at Waterloo Media.
0: It's so interesting how when you're in the middle of something, especially if it involves growth, getting outside your comfort zone, doing something new, you can almost never see where it's leading you into the path. But I can start to see you going into the path that has led you to where you are now. So look, you start with Waterloo Media as a promotions coordinator that leads you to the marketing assistant position. Do you naturally take to promotions and enjoy creativity and the details of promotion?
1: Absolutely. So the big major thing, obviously, uh, when starting at this company was, hey, I love radio, and they're like, "Oh, really? do you?" And I'm like, yeah, I love radio with a passion. And I also love the promotion side of it with a passion. Now here's how that comes into play. Before I started working at Waterloo Media, I was that person attending music lounges or their events during South by Southwest. I was that listener calling in to win those tickets, caller number 91 or whatever it may be. I was going to remotes, and I remember thinking, I want to be a part of this. I don't want to just, you know, be somebody that attends. I want to be the one that's putting that smile on other people's faces. So with the hands off the Wild Festival, that kind of like kicked that into gear a little bit more, too, Um, and then it was like, okay, now I can really like have the chance to be a part of this company, be a part of these radio stations that I've supported throughout the years and be the one on the other side of that. So I yeah started as a promotions coordinator and whenever the marketing assistant position opened up, I fit right in and they were like, hey, come do this. And I was like, absolutely. This is what I want to do. This is the exact path I need to follow.
0: You and I, just from the beginning of our conversation, we're throwing around this word passion, but no kidding. I can tell it in your voice. You have an electricity to you that's really dynamic. Listen, I want to know, how did you end up on the air? Because you're someone who has skills and promotions with people and on air.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I um, never thought I would be on air, which is funny because at the beginning of this, I was like, I never thought I'd be working in radio. I mean, I was supposed to be a doctor um so i was definitely that person like i said calling in trying to win tickets you know on social media doing those social media contests and the program director of 101x here in austin was the person that i had my very first remote with as a promotions coordinator and whenever we were out there at this remote you know i would talk his ear off about the kind of music that he would play because him and i had a similar music taste and I have loved the music that was on that station so i would just talk and talk and talk his ear off for the two hours of the remote of course we're at a car dealership you know how those go there's not always a ton of people (laughs) that show up to that so we got to fill those couple hours and then every time i would have a remote with him i just felt like i would talk his ear off for no reason other than i was just making conversation And then he slowly started telling me, hey, you should be on air. You should be on air. And I was like, no, 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 that's not me. I'm behind the scenes. I'm trying to make these events happen. I'm not trying to be on air. And then eventually (laughs) it got to the point where he was asking me every time he saw me. So I ended up saying, hey, if you teach me how to do it, then by all means, I'll give it my best shot. And then the rest is history.
0: I'll tell you what, people come to our podcast for a lot of different reasons. They click on things, they start listening. And one of the things we like to share with people is like, look, when you show up with a lot of passion and radio and people can sense it, they can hear it, they can feel it. You're going to get bigger roles. You're going to get <laughs> bigger opportunities. Isn't that true? That's true.
1: It's so true. I mean, like I said, I never thought I would be on the air. I never thought that I would. Um but then I just I guess I was just talking and I started being good at talking and that led to being on the air and I loved it. That's I loved every nice. minute of being on the air.
0: All right, so look, right in the middle of all this Waterloo Media business with you, I see that you are the promotions manager for Austin City Limits Radio. Now, a lot of us know from PBS or whatever, you know, Austin City Limits and all that. Can you tell us about this experience specifically please
1: absolutely so actually um austin city limits radio is one of the stations under the waterloo media umbrella so mm-hmm. that was um kgsr before i was a huge kgsr fan growing up just like i was a huge 101x fan um and so i was promoted at from the marketing assistant position as the marketing director for austin city limits radio and for 101x so austin city limits radio is just and it was just a wonderful brand to work for um when they took up that um the naming rights and the partnership with austin city limits the television show and also the festival it was just an amazing look for the brand a little you know little upgrade on you know the face card as we will, because when you hear Austin City Limits, of course, you're like, wow, big lights and all this. And it was really awesome to bring Austin City Limits Radio, you know, to life as the branch of bringing you the festival and the TV show 24-7 on the radio. You know, you don't have to wait until October to experience Austin City Limits. You can just listen to all of your favorite artists from Austin City Limits, whether it be the TV show or the festival or the people that play ACL live right on the radio. So it was awesome to bring that to life and bring so many musicians and promotions to people like so many tickets that we gave away for shows at ACL live, which in my opinion is the best venue here in Austin or giving away tickets to the festival. It was just awesome to be that person that was getting the people, the hookup to that. These listeners are so, 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 very loyal to the brand, just like I was. And seeing them smile and seeing them enjoy all the great things that we did with that station made me really happy
0: absolutely and if if you are planning to visit texas especially austin of course uh if you live in the state of texas if you live around the state of texas and you've never gone to austin city limits oh it is an experience that is definitely worth doing that venue is really great okay look you also oversaw promotions for 101x which now is not a surprise given your passion and Star (laughs) 93.3, how exciting, this is a very specific question, okay, Momo? Mm -hmm. How exciting is it for you to use your creativity with multiple formats? Not just one, but a (laughs) divergent of things, right?
1: You know, people always say, what kind of music do you like? And they're like, oh, I like everything. Well, I'm one of those people that also says I like everything, but then I can give you a little taste. Oh, I like this over here or I like that over there. So it was nice to work with multiple formats because it felt like I was working with my multiple personalities. So I have my alternative self, the girl that loves Panic at the Disco, which was my favorite band. And then, you know, Austin City Limits Radio. Love all of those Texas artists like Gary Clark, Jr. Love supporting live music. So I got to you know be creative and run events on a local basis. Um, our biggest event being Blues on the Green. If you don't know, Blues on the Green is the biggest free live music show that happens here in Austin every single year. And um, a lot of people don't know that Austin City Limits Radio, KGSR, uh, actually puts it on because Blues on the Green has become oh own monster and it is just huge on its own. But, um, working with that brand specifically, I got to put, you know, all my love for local and Austin into that and make that special. And then of course jump over to Star 93.3, which we had um Delilah's show on it. It was more, you know, smoother music, older music from, you know, not older, but old from like the 80s. And I got to listen to that and be like, okay, this is awesome. Now I get to cater to a whole other demographic. So it's awesome that I get to take those different parts of my personality and channel them into specific stations.
0: Yeah, listen, you have so much energy and And I want to kind of take a break for a second and talk about Austin, Texas. Okay, because look, look, if, if people haven't been to Austin, if they haven't hung out in Austin, what makes Austin, Texas special?
1: Austin, Texas is one of those big towns that's really a small town. You see the same people walking around all the time. If you go, you know, when you go to the grocery store, you run into people that you went to elementary school with, which I still run into people that I went to elementary school with, which was a long time ago, like 20 years ago. Um, But then you see all these people that are, you know, tourists. And sometimes people um, discourage touring or, you know, tourists and all that kind of stuff, of course, right? People that live here are very protective of their city. Now, I am too. I love this city. I love it for everything that it is. Including the tourism. I'm so happy that people come and get to see how great our city is. It's so rich with culture, delicious food, so much music. I mean, you're walking around basically any bar district here in Austin, and there is live music playing, whether it be jazz or whether it be blues or rock or a random pop cover band. It's just fun to come and walk around. It's one of those cities where walking around is. (laughs) it's like the best activity to do here, which is why it's so fun when South by Southwest happens, the big festival here in March, because whether you like music, which is obviously us, um, if you work in radio or if you work in the industry at all, or if you like comedy or if you like gaming or film, there is something for everybody here. And South by Southwest really does showcase the best of our city. um, And I feel like that is a really good example of all the good stuff that we have to offer here.
0: Momo, I I feel like you're a person that not only you have all this energy and passion, but you also understand the power of a brand. You talked briefly about the brand Austin City Limits, clearly legendary. Somebody was brilliant to bring that to a radio station as a brand. You were also doing mornings on Austin City Limits radio from 2021 to 2023. So my first question is... (laughs) How did you like mornings? And are you a morning person, like an early riser?
1: So <laughs> I was, I am no longer an early riser anymore. I loved doing mornings though. I mean, I used to listen to KGSR in the mornings all the time. I, like I said, I also, while I was growing up, listening to Kid Craddock, but as I got older, I was listening to a whole a lot of acl radio in the mornings back when it was kgsr absolutely loved the person that was on in the mornings before me so it was really really exciting and really really scary (laughs) when i got promoted to do mornings on acl radio it was really nice though because i mean it's pretty obvious that i have this personality that is very um positive and uplifting, I'd like to, I'd like to say, I feel like it comes through with my voice. So this being the first thing that you hear in the morning, when you're sitting in traffic, introducing a song or telling you something random, a random piece of news or some crazy thing that happened downtown or whatever. I feel like a lot of people, the first thing they would say to me is I'm glad you're on in the mornings because all these other stations are, you know, talking all this negativity while you're over here being like, "Ooh, rainbows and butterflies.
0: You can feel that. I believe that you can feel when people smile on the radio, I believe you can feel an energy, you know, not everybody can be on the radio. Sorry. It's true. You know, it takes special so talent. It's Just, true. it's just like, it's a different talent to be on television too, than it is radio. So, you know, some people are, Bilingual in that way, they can do both. Some people can't, right? You could take some people from television and they may not transfer very well on the radio because it's a whole different deal. I want to be clear about all of this on air work with you. This is happening at the same time you become the full time marketing director. That's balancing a lot of responsibility and a lot of different time too. How do you recommend for other people that they balance stress, responsibility, and so many priorities? And, you know, not for nothing, you have a secret or two for us?
1: I absolutely do. I mean, I have been known and called so much so that I got a plaque that said it chaos coordinator. <laughs> That's because. Everything that was going on in our building back at this position when I was over at Waterloo, I knew what was going on. I was the one juggling what was going on. Multiple events, being on air, going to remotes, whether it be sending out people to actually run the remotes or whether it be going as the talent. So from top to bottom, I was doing, um, you know, a whole different slew of roles, as a lot of us do, I feel like in this industry, lots of people wear many hats. Um, but I feel like I am one of those people that does say, you know, we are not, <laughs> how do I put this? We're not saving lives. Now, that's not what I mean. I don't mean that we're not doing the best work and being amazing and really helping people throughout their, you know, their days and their lives. But we are not, you know, physically saving people's lives, right? You have to take yourself a little less seriously sometimes. And you have to remember at the end of the day, what you're doing is bringing people that joy and that happiness. So if you're stressed out, that's going to translate into your work. And if you are in promotions, your job is to be on it with a smile on your face. And you're on the air. Your job sometimes can be if your personality that is supposed to be on air is supposed to be, you know, a little bit muted or a little bit different then that's that. But if you're somebody that's supposed to be positive, then dang, you should be positive. Right. So I, what, I try to stay positive as much as possible and take it day by day and think about, Hey, in a year from now, is this even going to matter? And I just kind of repeat that to myself. I give that I advice to my brother
0: too. You know, another great one that I love is 85% of the things that you worry about will never occur.
1: Exactly. And
0: and look, Momo, not for nothing, but you mentioned medical, right? You talked about, you know, you thought you were going to be a doctor and all that. My version of what you just said about not being in a certain situation, I always tell people, look, uh, here's something to think about. (laughs) We are in the radio business. That is not like, brain surgery where if you put the wrong you put the wrong wires in the wrong place your morning show does that and later you're in a big law it is not like that we (laughs) BS for work we BS for work that's what we exactly
1: that's like why you can't like you can stress so much but like this is the most fun job ever. Like it's you can't take it too seriously. You can't take yourself
0: too seriously. Right. And I always feel like if you get in trouble in this business in one way or the other, your job then becomes to BS more until you get out of the trouble.
1: Exactly. It's like, how can I turn this around to make it good for me? Right.
0: (laughs) Right. By the way, politics is the same thing. And that's all we're going to say about politics. But they kind of BS (laughs) for work, too. Listen, (laughs) here you are in this marketing role. And we're going to talk about how that's expanded a little bit here in a minute. But you have a passion for helping both programming and sales, because you're really kind of on a bridge there.
1: Yeah, so I I know that, you know, being the promotions person, you're kind of in the middle between uh, those two departments a lot of times, Um, kind of the mediator, like I said, chaos coordinator, as people call me. You know, it's funny. They also actually called me pro momo.
0: (laughs) Oh, nice.
1: So that's also my little nickname that they, they gave me pro momo. So the department was Promo Motions. Um, I, I love seeing a happy client, let me tell you. So on the sales side, it makes me joyous to see them see their vision come to life at an event. Or if I'm doing an endorsement, if they love it, it makes me really happy. I mean, I want the client to always have a good experience because they are spending money. And they are the reason that or part of the reason, at least, that we get to keep our jobs. But then on the Mm. program side, I mean, I'm here for the music. I am here for the love. I am here for radio. So I love being on that side, too, as much as I can. You know, I want to be a part of the conversations as much as possible. Um, So I'd say I do. I do like assisting both the departments.
0: Excellent. Listen, I can't say
1: which one I like more without getting in trouble.
0: (laughs) Oh, right. But that's okay. Listen, here's the thing. Uh, we've talked about your passion for music. I suspect because of this passion for music, you have volunteered locally, including the South by Southwest festival, which make a lot of people go, Ooh, because they think of big festivals and you, you really think of burning man and you think (laughs) of South by Southwest festival. Those are huge juggernaut uh, situations and you volunteered with them. You volunteered with the fun, fun, fun fest, which I'm not as familiar with. What did you learn from those experiences that you might be able to share with the rest of us?
1: So fun, fun, fun fest, as the name implies, was a very fun festival. It was just a couple days days um, every year here in Austin, down at Auditorium Shores by the lake. Um, it was great. It doesn't exist anymore, which is so sad. So that's more like sad, sad, sad fest. Um, but that stuff, actually, I'll let you know. That taught me that I really wanted to work in the industry. So that all that volunteering started before I worked in radio. Um, I, to be completely honest with you, volunteered during South by Southwest because they are amazing to their volunteers. They have a program where if you volunteer so many hours, you get a credential, whether that be a wristband or a badge. So I would volunteer every year to get myself um, a music badge so I could attend all these different things that people were putting on here and check out all the live music that was around the city. And it was awesome to be behind the scenes and learn about once again, how people put these insane events on that. I love to attend so much. It was really cool because some people see volunteering as like, Oh, like, you know, I'm just doing it for my badge. And of course, like I said, it was awesome and it was a wonderful perk, but being able to learn and get that behind the scenes experience was super valuable especially at the start of my career
0: yeah and look not i'd like to say this right quick there are a lot of festivals that pop up after things like the south by southwest festival or burning man and one of the things that you learn at least from a distance is that they're not all successful they don't all continue um do you feel like you have seen both sides of that and you touched for a minute on what it's like to learn from behind the scenes must be so much organization.
1: Oh, it is insane. So, I mean, you saw that I was on the tech setup team, right?
0: Yes. That's right.
1: So that, that team, all our whole job was, and this was a bunch of people, Like, let me tell you, I was on a team with probably like upwards of like 50 people at a time every day. Our only job was to run power cords and ethernet cords. So the fact that they had 50 people just doing that job just tells you how many people it takes to make South by as a whole, which is a whole thing that happens throughout the entire downtown area of our city. Oh happen so yeah no i could totally i mean kudos to south by southwest their organizational skills are insanely impressive but yeah i could definitely see like if something were to fail one day not south by obviously but just some type of festival or any event if there if it fails I mean, people are so harsh on people sometimes um, when it comes to failed events or sometimes events oh, that yeah. just go away. But they those are the people that don't understand how much work and how many people it takes to put those types of things on.
0: Is it um is it challenging to get involved with somebody like the South by Southwest Festival as a radio station or as a radio company? Or how do you do something unique with something that's so big?
1: Yeah. Um, so You know there are rules when it comes to south by southwest and um a huge for those of the people that don't know south by southwest of course they have their official events that you have to have a badge for those shiny badges are awesome they get you into almost everything but they are quite pricey now on the other side of south by is unofficial south by southwest which is things that are happening at the same time, but they're not officially listed on the South by website. Now, radio stations in our city, when they do events with South by, they can either have like a day party stage and they host a single stage for an afternoon or whatever. But our radio stations, um, whether it be the one that I work for right now or the ones that I used to work for at Waterloo Media, have their own events that are unofficial. So they're happening during South by. So you call it the broadcast during South by Southwest, <laughs> and then South right. by lets that slide, and they they're okay with that.
0: Yeah, and, and certainly that benefits them. That benefits the radio stations, and it gives you an opportunity to have a creative buy-in with it. Listen, is your Absolutely.
1: team? Oh, sorry, just real quick, one nope. more thing. I just want to touch yeah. on because I'm proud of it. Um, With unofficial South by, it is really awesome because. You know, the radio stations put these events on, well, whether it be radio stations or any other companies, but I'm just speaking for the radio stations here in town. Um, they put these events on for, you know, their listeners and their listeners mostly live here in Austin. So it's really special that you can make a five dollar donation or what have you, you know, to get into these unofficial events um, mm-hmm. get to see and experience self by, even if you can't afford a badge that is, you know, very, very expensive Um, it's just nice that we are able to provide that service to the local listeners here in town.
0: I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that so much because everything has become so expensive. And as you know, we live in an inflationary period. Exactly. So so let's talk about this. You know, here you're in this marketing role. And in a minute, I'm going to ask you all about that. But I do want to know kind of a specialized thing. Is your team good on social? Are you involved in a lot of social yourself? How involved do you get with the digital? What's that part of your world like?
1: Yeah, I used to be very involved with social Mm -hmm. at my previous job. Um, But it was more so like actually being on social media, on site, uh, posting Instagram stories, making posts on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now, or doing Facebook lives of the jocks. Right now in my current role I'm actually starting to dip my toes into what social media is at this company. And it seems like I'm gonna have a huge role in farming out a lot of the social media to my jocks. It's always mm-hmm. nice when the social media posts are made by the personalities. It just feels more personal. Um, yep. you know, it's not the big radio station talking, it's Audrey from the morning show. You know what I mean? So I I'm dipping my toes into that and with time. I will be coordinating a lot of our social media locally.
0: Mm. Well, listen, look, there's no question somebody has recognized your skills and your abilities and probably your passion and just your energy, too. You became the Regional Promotions Director for Odyssey in 2023. Can you tell us about this role?
1: Absolutely. So it is a huge change because waterloo media of course is a local um company and odyssey is huge they are a national company so i'm a regional promotions director um there are four of us well there should be four of us in our region a person in new orleans a person in houston a person in dallas and then me i'm the person in austin so it is very different to have a role where my team (laughs) is in different cities and they don't sit, you know, across the desk from me, you know, on the other side of the room. So it's been definitely a learning experience when it comes to that, but it has been, really, really awesome. So lots of similarities, of course, when it comes to giveaways and talking to jocks and all that good stuff. But yeah, having a boss that is out of town and a lot of the meetings are on Zoom is definitely a new experience that I'm catching up on.
0: Well, it's and interesting. I- it, it might would be interesting to check back in with you and do another conversation, maybe in 18 months to talk about this. You know, we We have this highly mobile world and all the Zoom world. We're talking on Zoom right now. Exactly. And, and, you know, you've got all the remote work and people don't want to come in all the time. Yeah. You know, you're managing people in different environments. That is going to ratchet up a new level of success for you, I'm sure, right?
1: Oh, yeah, it is. Let me tell you, so far, it is so different, but it has been awesome. You know, these people are not always around face to face, but they are highly, Mm -hmm. highly responsive, because they are so used to the digital world and working digitally. So it has been awesome to get everything that I need on time.
0: Very cool. Listen, nobody knows the future. This is where you pay for the whole interview. It's what I I call this the payment question. (laughs) Nobody knows the future, but that doesn't stop us from asking you to predict it a little bit. Give us your view of what you hope the local radio business becomes in the future. Can you share your vision for our industry going forward?
1: Absolutely. So I'm going to Go at this question in a promotional mindset because promo Momo after all. Yes, Uh, I hope for a lot more things in person. Now I know we have straight away from remotes a lot of the times. I know the artists don't come through for lounges as much anymore. I know that that is not you know on the number one priority anymore because a lot of things are happening (laughs) lots of things are happening in the world right Mm -hmm. i for a, a local girl that lives in austin who fell in love with radio for multiple reasons including that access that i was able to get to artists i hope the local scene brings through more new talent i hope that they are a we are able to get lots of new artists here in our buildings for those that have them and showcase that music to the community
0: interesting you know um We talk about this all the time. A lot of people talk about live and local. And I always want to kind of encourage them to look at radio as being relational, which is local. We're the big local media. That's what we are. Exactly. It's interesting. It's interesting to hear you talk, especially from the center of Austin, Texas, which is, uh, you know, let's be weird. Let's do the local thing. Let's bring artists to people you know it's kind of cool right
1: bring those people you know we used to have people I feel like in everybody's buildings here in all the radio stations all the time you know people artists were coming through constantly people were always face to face with us I want a lot more of that that just adds a whole new level of commitment from our listeners and it's just a good time
0: Momo, these people at Odyssey, they're very smart to put you in the position that you are today. <laughs> I want to thank you for spending this time with us and just being our guest.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.
0: Listen, please don't take for granted what we're doing here and help us by sharing this episode of our podcast directly from our website. You can do this uh, in the free blog section. Uh, you can share it with others who really want to take advantage and get ahead in our business today, right now. This is how we do it. We get advice from other people. We hear what other people are doing. We hear about other people's passion. You can do that anytime at RainMakerPathway.com. This episode of The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, is designed to encourage radio pros at all levels, just like the 140-plus others already in our archive when you subscribe for free on your smartphone. We want to thank our special guest today, Promo Momo. That's right, Momo Vemaretti the Regional Marketing Director for Odyssey in Austin, Texas. A special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast, The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. Please listen closely. We say this all the time on our podcast. I say it to clients regularly. Well, Once you have a radio station, you could get anything else you want on quote, if you want to know more about this philosophy and how it really works, call me or reach out in any way. It is my passion to tell you why radio can be larger than most people think, not smaller. And I absolutely love to prove it to clients. No one can stop you with great strategy, solid process, commitment, and passionate execution. If you don't remember anything else from this podcast, please remember this. Be kinder than you have to be. Thanks for being a part of the radio rally with the encouragers. Now go make it a great week and local radio.